Hi, this is Mark Viquez. You're listening to the Ballpark Hunter podcast. With me today is the commissioner of the Great Lakes Summer Collegiate League, Mr. Darren Brown. Darren, welcome to the show. Thanks for taking your time to be here. All right. Thank you. So Darren uh, operates uh, Summer Collegiate League. Most of the teams play in Ohio, some in Michigan. There's a team in Indiana. And they just concluded their season with a championship game in Hamilton, won by the Joes 8-3. to uh, Darren, you want to tell us about that game, the crowd, the excitement? Yeah, it was it was one of the largest crowds I've seen at Hamilton. Nice. Um, it, a lot of energy, a lot of uh, people wanting to uh, – both sides. Uh, Lima brought a very large contingent with them, mm. um, about an hour and a half drive. So, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun to be there and, and feel that energy. Yeah, I have been to uh, both ballparks. I've been down to uh, Hamilton, and it uh, was the last ballpark I went to with my mom uh, before she passed. Oh. She lo- she loved it because it was just baseball without all the wackiness. Uh, she bought a hat for her grandson there. Uh, they had something to drink and eat, so she was able to pull up a chair and sit down there. So she was happy with just watching baseball. She didn't need all those bells and whistles you get so, promos and all that yeah, stuff. promo now i like them and, and i say hamilton does have them i know they had an mc who went out there and did some contestants but uh, did, did a contest with the fans uh but i do have to tell you something about the league i sort of ignored it for many years i never paid attention to it i i had gone to richmond because you know that's the closest ballpark to me here in indianapolis but mm-hmm. i believe i went to about four ballparks this year no, five. I went to five different ones. And each one just got a little bit better and better. And I, I think I uh, overstated, overlooked uh, the Great Lakes League. You know, you have these nice 500-seat stadiums. There's always a grill out there with somebody cooking food, cheap ticket prices. Uh, I mean, it doesn't get any cheaper than in Cincinnati when they let you in for free. Uh, <laughs> but it all cult- all culminated up in Royal Oak. Uh, last weekend when I was there for uh, one of the leprechauns last games, I think they, they got it going on the right way. Whatever they're doing should be a playbook. I would, I would say Lima, them, Southern Ohio. Yes. And Hamilton are probably in, in Muskegon. They draw a pretty decent crowd every night and uh, they put on a pretty good show, but it's not, <clears throat> not over the top with a big, you know, with a big uh, board or anything. It's just kind of old fashioned baseball. Yes. with A little bit of fun added to it. Yeah, exactly. Just like with uh, the Leprechauns, Royal Oak is a suburb of Detroit. I was up there for the Tigers game, and I said, oh, the the Leprechauns are playing. Let me go check them out. And my goodness, they had the beer bats. They had had a Leprechaun running around. They had a full game day staff. They had these yellow and green seats. A 600-seat ballpark. It's not Mm -hmm. your typical Northwoods Prospect League type of stadium, but it was a lot of fun. And, I mean, if you're building it for the community – that's your baseball cheap food cheap beer you know your, your kids are not going to sit there and say oh my goodness this this isn't like minor league baseball this isn't like a, a three thousand seat stadium they're going to have just as much fun um and you get uh, to know you get to know the players yes. a little better you know and there's a little more uh homey feel about it yeah it's it's small town baseball lima was a blast uh grand lakes out in salina i was mm-hmm. there they had about 300 I think they had 326 people. Yes. And it, they have some, and it's right a few yards away from that beautiful lake out there. And it's like, my goodness, we're, this has been here my whole life. 
not the fanciest ballpark, but what a, it was a wonderful night. It was nice and cool, and it was this great vibe. And I'm thinking, wow, I have rethought the concept of summer collegiate baseball. We've and, we've tried to stay true to ourselves. We were we were we formed in 1987. Yes, there weren't a lot of summer collegiate leagues around the country, and many of them have tried to grow and get bigger and bigger stadiums. But we kind of know our niche. Our niche is. Mm-hmm taking a nice high school field and making it a little bigger and caring exactly. about 500 to a thousand people. And if we can, and, and then just kind of serving the community and letting the players have a nice, safe place to play. Yeah. Is, do you ever run into a situation where somebody says, Hey, I want to put a team in this stadium and attract 2000 people. I mean, do you persuade people from. I, I tell them to be a little more realistic, realistic. Um, yes. Yeah. Summer collegiate baseball is probably not a market where you're going to make a lot of money. The Northwoods have done a good job because yes. they're in a place where they're kind of the only game in town. Um, but we don't live in that part of the world. So there's exactly. lots of other things to do. So we have to be kind of realistic about what we do. Yeah. And, and, you know, like I said, uh, you know, I'm looking at the cities here, like I have not been to Xenia yet. I haven't been to Athens, where <clears throat> the Copperheads play. But those look like great ballparks, and they yes. might be might be on my list for the the twenty three season coming up. Yeah, Athens is a lot of fun. They have um, they're they're very attached to the sports information, the sports uh, administration degree. It's one of the top five in the country, so it's not unusual okay. you'll see twenty thirty interns running around yeah. with orange shirts. Oh, so see, a lot of fun. Yeah, and then that makes all the difference because I think they had, you know, like when I was up for Royal Oak, they had a bubble ball. They had these two people collide. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had, uh, you know, they brought the kids out there to high five the players after the game. <laughs> you know, it's like little things like that that you just start paying attention. And they yeah. were playing, they were playing Muskegon, and I talked to a couple parents whose whose son were playing on the field, and they're like, "Man, Muskegon's a blast. That's like one of the best." Oh, Muskegon experience. draws a good crowd. They yeah, really, that's really right here. Good. Yeah, that's why I hear it's a it's a hundred year hundred year old plus stadium, and I have never been up there. I I interviewed I think the coach or the owner a few years ago for a stadium journey article, and it mm-hmm. was on my list. And I just think the pandemic came and just kind of changed some of my plans. But I may have to look back into that because you know yeah. they've uh, they've they've done a good job of drawing a crowd. Again, they get that three hundred to four hundred people pretty much every night, and yeah. they sell beer and people have a good time, and it's just a kind of a nice. Like I said, safe place to watch a baseball game. Yeah. And, you know, I talked to a lot of my friends that travel to ballparks and, you know, you you got some snobs. They only do minor leagues. Some only do certain independent leagues. And and then, you know, I do everything. If there's a ballpark, I want to be out there, shoot a video. (laughs) I want to write about it. Uh, Because, you know, if I'm in the Dayton, Ohio area or Columbus and I'm making some travels, you know, why not stop in Lima? Why not check out? you know, a, a game with the Locos or go up to Sandusky and check out the ice haulers. You know, you guys got great merchandise. It is top of the line as if you're getting at a minor league ballpark, T-shirts. But, you know, you're going to pay $3 for a hot dog, maybe 4 or $5 for a beer. So I'm letting the world know that, you know, the Great Lakes <laughs> League is some great baseball well, experience. I, I great- really enjoy the fact that the team's, the, they kind of get into the community. They offer baseball, yes. you know, the clinics for the, for the kids and a lot of the host families, it doesn't get any better. Many of them have like 12 year olds and it's nothing better than having a really good college baseball player staying with you for the summer. And they get to see baseball played at a very good level. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and that's what we're kind of proud of. We're not, we're not, 
we're, we're going to always be what we are. We know what we are. We're going to be in the smaller towns, different markets with different yeah. things, but we're going to be in the smaller towns yeah. and just kind of provide that entertainment for that talk for that town. Yeah. And I think, I think that makes sense. And that should, that might be somewhat attractive to a prospective uh, group of uh, businessmen and women that say, Hey, you know, we just have to fix up a, a small little ballpark. Uh, any, anything on tap for expansion in the next few years? Yeah, we've got a couple of cities in, in Ohio. Um, not at liberty to say who they are yet, no, no but uh, a couple of them, one in Southern Ohio, one in Central Ohio. Okay. Um, again, businessmen involved, um, very interested in creating kind of that environment for their town. Yes. Towns of, you know, 20, 30,000 people um, seem to be what works for us the best. And, and you're just concentrated Ohio, Michigan. Would you ever look into parts of indiana i know you're in richmond we have looked yeah we have looked we've had uh overtures in indiana around indianapolis uh, that's a tough kind of thing because you're competing against the AAA. that's kind true. of thing um we've had a few in southern south central indiana um one up near uh, fort wayne again you're near minor league ballpark yes which makes it a little tougher but yeah. some of our programs do fine i mean like cincinnati steam and the hamilton shows they're right next to the reds and they seem to do okay i mean yeah Oh yeah, that, and that's that's what worked out for me. I was at a Reds game, and I was looking at the schedule, and I said, "Oh, oh, the Steamer playing," and and I said, "Well, I got to make they play at three different venues this year, so I had to make sure mm-hmm. I went to the right one." And they play at Elder High School, which they're known yes. for their football stadium, which is USA Today regarded it as one of the top high school fields in the country to see a game at. Uh, and I think somebody invited me to see a game this year uh, from from uh, the the Steam game, but. I go into Elder High School. It's about a three, four hundred seat stadium. It looks like a castle. Dollar hot dogs, dollar uh, sodas, no beer. They can't serve beer there. Uh, Fifteen dollar hats, ten dollar shirts, and everybody was just there watching the game. Now, no promotions, no wackiness going on. Just right. You're there to watch baseball, and and just the pleasure of the game. And and it's in a nice part of town, Price Hill. You're not far away from the Reds. You're not far away from taking the Hall of Fame tour. So it kind of fits into that that baseball. To make a day of it that way. To make a day of it. And they don't have any lights. So I think all their games at night are around 5 p.m. So that was something else. You can get something done after, you know, you can drive up, you know, I don't know, drive down to Florence and see the y'alls if you had to. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I, so, I'm involved with the Frontier League as well. I, I help supervise their umpires. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm a little – I can – I've been associated with the 3,000-seat stadiums and yeah. doing that kind of thing. So it's – while I would like to see our, our, our fields get a little bigger over time, mm-hmm. I, I also realize that that's, that's not in the realm of summer collegiate baseball in most areas of the country. No, and I, I think that's a great niche because, you know, I'm looking at some towns near me. I'm looking at Muncie, Indiana, Anderson. I would mm-hmm. love for something to be at Grand Park in Westfield. Yes. I have talked to other commissioners from, from other leagues. And, and I think every, we've all talked to them. I'm yes, pretty sure. <laughs> every, I think you all talk to them, but it's just hard to put that flag down and right. capture. But I'm thinking like with your ballpark, I mean, I'm looking at like Cathedral High School. They have a very nice stadium that probably mm-hmm. seats less than a thousand. I, I, that would be the, an ideal spot for a team. Yeah, well, the at stadium, one time stadium we did. Wise, but. Right, we did have a team that that fluctuated back. Oh, I'd say mid two thousands. The servants they fluctuated back and forth between Indianapolis and Anderson. 
So we've had really? teams in Indianapolis. Oh, I yeah. never knew. Well, that's interesting. But yeah. might have been before my time. So yeah, it's, it's yeah, before yeah. a lot of people's time. It's not before mine. I'm kind of not, not before your time. You go way <laughs> back. So, how, okay, well, let's let's talk about that. How did you get involved with this league? How did you become the commission? Oh gosh, um, I was I was uh, an umpire starting in I think 1993. Okay, um, I umpired Great Lakes games, and then uh, and then basically in about 2002, um, I was asked to be the assigner. So I was the assigner from 2002 until 2014. And then in 14, they asked me to be the commissioner. So I've been around the league for a long time. Yeah. I've seen teams come and go. I've seen Team USA come in, and I've seen all that stuff. So I'm trying to preserve the integrity of the league of where it's come from and where it's going to and where it's been. So it's kind of – I have a unique – when I'm in the room, I have a unique history that maybe even other people that have been around a decade don't quite have, which okay. is kind of interesting and fun. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure you've seen a lot of uh, – I'm sure there's been times where you had a – make peace with different ownership groups you know maybe people say hey right. let's take the league this way and other people are like no let's keep it keep it at that how uh how's the status quo right now with the league everybody's it, it, on the same foot yeah i would say i would for the most part i always say uh being a commissioner being a leader in general mm-hmm. it's kind of like herding cats so the cats are all going to go their own directions to some degree your job is to get them to go in the general direction let's all go north, northeast today um, but for the most part, I think over time, they've kind of recognized we've, we've talked a lot about what we're capable of and what we're not capable of and to stay within our realm no matter what happens. So don't care what the other leagues do. We're going to do what we do really well. And that's what we do. And that, that keeps us we exist in this little niche. Then we're going to stay in that niche for as long as we can. That's our goal. Yeah, no, no. And, and you know, when you start deviating from that, then you start seeing some cracks or you start, you know, seeing some teams get a little, little bit of a big head and saying, well, you know, we're going to join another league or we're going to go, <laughs> right. we're going to, we're going to do that. But, uh, you know, yeah. Cause right now it, you know, Indianapolis area, you could just drive a few hours. You, you could drive an hour. You can go to Kokomo, see some, uh, Northwoods. You can go mm-hmm. a little, an hour, see the Terra Lafayette in the prospect. And then you can see you guys in Richmond, which, uh, right. I don't know about you. I love McBride Stadium. I think it's one of the hitting treasures of Indiana baseball. And yes. I have been there when there were the Roosters and when they were the River Rats. I've seen vintage baseball there and <laughs> uh, and now the Jazz. So uh, what? How, how are things in Richmond? I haven't been out there in a while. I, I have a special place in my heart for Richmond because I started in the Frontier League as an umpire okay. in 96. So, um, so I... I was there with the Roosters were there. You probably watched me umpire and may have yelled at me okay. at one point in time. I'm nah. pretty sure. Uh, I don't yell too much. Yeah, I, I was there during I was there during the 2002 championship. That was uh, okay. Yeah, back to back one. Yeah, with Fran Reardon and all those guys. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah was... absolutely. Um, yeah, I was I was there a lot. Uh, it was my home field, so I I have a little special place in my heart for that. I'm glad they were able to keep baseball going there. Mm-hmm. Um, and and some of the same people that were with the Roosters are running it now. So you know, Deanna Beeman, and uh, she was with the Roosters, and, and it's kind of fun to see her continue that that tradition. And and I would say it's probably your biggest stadium in the in the league. Mm, I would say probably um, Athens would be our biggest stadium. Really? It's, it's that's Athens. Ohio University. It's it's Ohio okay. University Stadium. It's not bad. Okay. It's wow. a little more. Yeah, like I said, I've only seen like Xenia. Like, like I've seen these pictures. 
mm-hmm. and it's like well i want to get out there and actually take photos and yeah. let people know what these places look like so okay so yeah athens that's a little bit of a drive but it's probably not terrible it's a um, and it is and, and along with mcbride um you know that stadium is, is gorgeous as well mm-hmm. uh, they have a lot of uh summer students that stick around they come to the ballpark you know the the, the cheap beer and the and the cheap food is is part of the the attraction and they have a good time it, it, that, it's, you, it's you know that's all you need like five six dollar tickets you know, like when I was in Royal Oak, they had $3 White Claws. When I was in Grand Lake, they had $4 craft beer. Their craft beer selection is bonkers. It's impressive. <laughs> it's it's better than the Indianapolis Indians. I just have one. <laughs> they just have one beer company. They had about 12 different cans of beers from three different or four different local breweries. You know, I was yeah, like, the the Southern Ohio was really proud. I, I I don't drink when I work, so they kept trying to get me to drink one. Yeah. But they had a, a local uh, a local company actually make a beer specifically oh. for them, and it's canned for them. And it was really very very. It, it's a college town, so it had that kind yeah. of '60s can looking thing. But it was it was. They said it was very good. I I didn't get a chance. No, to drink. no, I, I, again, yeah, I don't drink I, uh, My doctor has told me to cut out to to lose some weight and lower some of my sugar counts. So. <laughs> beer is probably the the one culprit so yes yeah. it's uh i gotta say when i went to royal oak all i had was uh uh some seltzer alcoholic seltzer water which uh you know <laughs> it does have calories but uh, right. less carbs and sugar not near not near the beer no not near the beer but uh no and then uh i guess one of the other questions i had for you was uh i know you had a team in winds not right outside of windsor ontario st Clair. are yes. they they're on hiatus are they coming back <laughs> I, they will not be coming they back, unfortunately. Be. Okay. Um, yeah, the the border crossing after COVID was so insane, um, and then I just think they kind of lost their energy uh, yes. to continue doing this. Unfortunately, it was a nice old stadium as well. It's it's a it's an old wood stadium. Uh, they had a they had a they were drawing three four hundred people a night as well. Yeah. No, it's like I said, some of these stadiums you never knew existed. It's because of your league, and you're like, okay, now. Now you got me out here. Now I'm enjoying some baseball. Yeah, that's that's too bad. I always felt that that Windsor market was underserved. You know, obviously you can cross the border and see some games in Detroit, but you know, some tougher days and tougher to do now. Yeah, it's tougher and tougher. I said when I was in Detroit, I wanted to cross the border, and I said I don't know if I want to do that. Just I don't have all my paperwork with me, and you know, mm-hmm. I have my passport, but that may not be good enough to get back in. And I, I'll just hang out in Detroit because Detroit's a lot nicer than it was. Right. Uh, when I was growing up, it's uh... and we've and we've we've got a number of teams that have developed in Detroit. Um, we're trying to we're trying to get a team. Uh, the couple teams would like to play some of their games at basically the old Detroit Stadium, yes, the Powell's facility. Um, they've tried to we've tried to get some team games in there. We've not been able to make the schedule work out. But the corner it's a nice, park, nice right. place. Yeah, I was just there. It's oh, it's gorgeous, and yes. it it would be perfect for your league and that area. Oh my goodness! You know, 1999 when I went there, that place you didn't get out of your a lot car. Of restaurants, just, a lot of places. Restaurants, places to eat. It looks like they are building even more as we're speaking. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm thinking that would be a nice spot. And then you have Hamtramck Stadium, which was uh, the old Negro League ballpark that's mm-hmm. renovated. I even talked to somebody a few years ago saying that he would love to get your league in there, but that's uh, you know. Yeah, we, we've had some explorations in that. Today. What I what I do is I kind of let them explore. I help them mm-hmm. out any way I can. 
I'll make telephone calls. I'll make connections. I mean, I've got some connections with people over the years. Um, and, and we get, we usually have about 10 or 15 people that want to explore. Then I show them the financials and I get yes. through all the, the specifics of it. And some of them are like, that's more than I want to do. And then some want to do something different and that's fine. As long as they, I don't want to get someone that comes in that's outside of too far outside of the niche. Want to keep it kind of in that stay in our lane, I guess is the best way. I can, yeah. I can well, say. exactly. You don't want somebody who thinks they're going to make a profit the first year. And then they realize that right. that's not happening. You know? Right. So uh, one, one more question I have uh, the team, the jet box, mm-hmm. what, what's the meaning behind that name? That's just kind of a unusual name. Yeah. It, um, it has actually been a team in mm-hmm. Detroit since 1969. Okay. So originally it was an adult men's team that this gentleman put together. He owned a company who made the large containers that slide inside of transport jet, jet transport planes, the big oh. aluminum ones. And they would slide it, you know, he made them to fit perfectly in the planes. Um, so basically he, his company was called Jetbox. Basically it's boxes okay. that go into a jet. And uh, he, he did the team. And that company uh, does not exist now, but it kept a team going until, gosh, into the 2000s. And then this group of uh, that's taken over them now, they run a um, baseball organization that goes from about seven-year-olds or eight-year-olds all the way up. And so they've decided to put a college summer collegiate team in. They have a summer collegiate team that's local. And then this is more of the regional summer collegiate team. So this would be kind of like their ultimate team they have the best team they have in there okay yeah so Jetbox. so that goes back to just an old manufacturing nice mm-hmm. nice yeah. and yeah. What, now did they play out of royal oak this year or were they did they have their own facility they play out of milford high school did not have lights so they actually tried something mm. unique and different they actually tried temporary lighting it worked really really well really? I, I went to a couple games there i was a little bit kind of I was like, well, maybe we should start our games at 6.30 instead of 7. Give yourself a little extra time. But I will tell you, the lights were better uh, when it was darker. I mean, it was like, it's kind of true of any lights. Uh, they did a nice job. It was expensive. And I think they're trying to find a place, either have lights built at that place at Milford High School or find a place like Hamtramck or something that they can they can kind of settle into. Um they don't want to do temporary lights. It was pretty expensive. Oh yeah, I can imagine. And Milford, that's that's out of the Detroit area, correct? Yes, just on the northwest side of, of Detroit, probably about fifteen miles out. Yeah, I, I feel like that Detroit market. If you can just get people into your ballpark and not have to go to downtown to deal with the traffic and whatnot, right? You know, and if you get the city behind you, kind of like Royal Oak, I just feel like that's such a nice little marriage of the two and and i hope we see more of that yeah i do too yeah i i'm we're really looking at something in central michigan to western michigan definitely um just to kind of help out muskegon just for travel and you know because they're kind of like the outlier now which is yeah. tough for them yeah they're everybody else now they're what's yeah they're on the west coast and that's mm-hmm. a good i want to say three hours to detroit or yeah I... that's yeah three hours across and that's their closest opponent so we have to you know, when teams come from down in central Ohio, it's a good five hour drive. So usually, you know, we're going to make those overnight trips and, and, you know, the whole bus and everything, yeah. which is fine. That's, we do that anyway, but yeah. for them, they have to do it every time. 
unfortunately. No. Yeah, well, it's kind of like the Dodgers and Giants back in <laughs> when they moved out there. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully you'll find some people there. Uh, what's the farthest you'll go out expand? Like, where, where's your limit where you say, nope, we're not going there? Um, it's usually more. We look at the the, the longest travel. We try to tr- keep it under six hours if we can. Mm-hmm. Um, that's sometimes not true. We, we have to look at opportunities too. So we could theoretically, like we've in the last few years done two divisions where they don't cross over to save on travel. Yeah, we could do that if we had to expand a little more. But we like to keep that within like six, six, seven hours from stem to stern if we can, and that's pushing it probably. Uh, the ownerships would probably like five <laughs> if yeah. they could get it, but that's sometimes not realistic. Yeah, no, no, you're right. Well, you know, you're not. Yeah, we've heard of leagues that would take thirteen hour bus rides. Yes. And yes. No, you don't. You don't want that. So yeah, well, yeah. You know. I've been. Um, I umpired in the Frontier League when somebody from St. Louis would drive to Traverse City, and mm. then they would, and if both teams were coming in from being on the road, yeah, it was pretty awful the next day. Nobody was really very happy at all. No, no, that's, I mean, that's part of baseball, but at the same time, if you're in a league where you're taking six hours is your longest drive. Yeah. You, you got it pretty yes. good. You got, especially these college kids who are just right. getting their first taste. So. Right. You don't want to grind them down too much. We also were very careful with, we've never pushed our league. Like we could make more money if we started Labor Day and ended in mid, mid August, but we like to start that first week in June and our playoffs somewhere at the end of July. That way the, the players get a chance to go back, have a few weeks off before they start fall baseball so that their coaches in college can have people that don't need to rest. They're rested up. They're ready to come back. They've got the benefits of playing six days a week and getting better, and they've also gotten the benefit of being rested at the same time. And this is how it's always been since 1987. Just Yeah, we've we've stayed around the 36 to 42 baseball games, never – ventured much higher or much lower yeah because i mean it could be attractive you could say we can add a few more games and you know maybe well, that expand. discussions come up many many times yeah, and so yeah. we have to really kind of again stay true to yeah, ourselves and definitely talk to college coaches they don't they want their players to have maybe a, a week off before they have to start the summer and two or three weeks off before they come back into into into, the, into school so. yeah well I, I was talking to those parents out in uh royal oak they said yeah our son plays this league He's playing college baseball. Uh, you know, I mean, they're starting that, I, I would assume, February or, or mm-hmm. some of the games. Uh, yes. And then they're practicing throughout the season. She's like, yeah, my, I don't know when my son gets a break from baseball. Yeah. So, you know, two weeks, three weeks, you're, you're excited. Yeah. You're and excited. and we, we've, we've always wanted to make sure they have that. Um, we also were really kind of work with our coaches to not be, I know it's like winning the championship is a big deal locally but to the college player <clears throat> they don't want to get ground into the they don't want to be ground down and have this high pressure thing we want them to play have a good time you know while still behaving but at the same time just have a good time and have a good experience so we really work with our coaches to not be too raw raw if you will more treat them okay. more like minor league baseball players and less like the college raw. they get plenty of that college raw raw stuff yeah. in this one no, you're absolutely yeah. right. All right. Well, Darren, I appreciate you coming on the show today. Uh, just enlightening me a little bit about the Great Lakes League. Anything uh, you want to, before you depart, anything you want to tell about the experience to someone who's listening to this, who's never been to a game before? We we are, for the most part, like beyond just baseball, we're an education 
kind of entity. We want to educate our baseball players how to carry themselves like a minor league player. We want to bring our interns in, give them chances. We're just as excited when we see an intern get a job. We have a, our league intern just became the, the, the uh, assistant athletic director at Goshen College at the age of 28. So we're pretty happy about something like that. So just as much as we are when somebody gets drafted or somebody signs a professional contract. So we're just, it's, it's all in. We want to get our players and our, our, our the people that work with us, want to give them more chances into life and, and get them involved in the sport and maybe keep the sport going. Yeah. yeah that's China. the most yeah. important part. And, and your league is a perfect uh, opportunity, especially for those college kids who are home uh, for the summer and can just drive from home and, not have to uh, commute, not have to move away someplace and live for the summer. So I was yeah. one of those guys at, a, at an early age and would have loved to have something like this to kind of uh, get some practice in. Sure. And I and, and don't laugh, I can tell you this, uh, the leprechaun up in Royal Oak, uh, somebody told me they didn't have enough interns that day to, uh, they didn't have anybody to play them. So, you know, if you're an intern and you want to dress up as a mascot and dance around, that is also <laughs> very lucrative. That could uh, that could that could be a great a great resume film. Yeah, a great resume. Wash wash the jerseys. Help uh, fans <laughs> come to the stadium and dressed up as a a patty. I forget the guy's name. Patty Oluk, the the leprechaun. So, <laughs> anybody listening who wants to career in sports and you happen to live near one of these these teams, check them out. See if they're they're looking for any kind of college credit. I guarantee you'll find something, and they'll be more we, than happy. We have to host have families there. as well, so we do yeah. bring we bring interns in with host families oh, as well. Even better, even better. All right, Darren, I appreciate you coming on, and uh, Great Lakes League 2023 will be coming up in a few months. Well, quite a few months from now, and it's the off season, but an exciting 2022 season capped off by the Hamilton Joes defeating the Lima Locos. So, two great ballparks, two great franchises, and. Uh, Darren, keep it up, and uh, hopefully we will see a team a little bit closer to me in the future. We'll work on it. All right. Thank you. Take care. Goodbye. All right. That was Darren Brown, the commissioner of the Great Lakes League. I Actually, I want him to call it the Great Lakes League. I should have brought that up to him instead of the Great Lakes uh, Summer Collegiate League. Uh, but, yeah, he did tell me something that uh, I want to add. Uh, they do get – grant money from major league baseball to run the league they are not for profit uh for profit summer collegiate leagues would be like coastal plain northwoods prospect i think i want to say the west coast and alaskan baseball leagues they're kind of non-profit like cal ripkin cape cod you know those places so uh, he does say when people come in to talk about purchasing a franchise or inquiring he just lets them know you know, it's not a franchise you can sell for millions of dollars. You know, it's uh, it's a nonprofit league. So we'll see. We'll see. So he said there's two new teams. They're going to be coming up sometime soon. Uh, he can't tell me where, though, which means I can't tell you. But you can check out some videos and reviews of the Cincinnati Steam, the Richmond Jazz, the Hamilton Joes, the champion Hamilton Joes, Lima Locos, the finalists, Grand Lakes Mariners, and your Royal Oak Leprechauns. Those are really fun ballparks, small ballparks. Please do not go there expecting a 3,000-seat stadium with a wraparound concourse and uh, suites. You know, do not think it's going to be like the Madison Mallards or Savannah Bananas. However, it could be a very mini version of those in some of those stadiums in the future. So I had a blast going to those stadiums. Check them out. Check out the Great Lakes League online. 
Uh, there could be a ballpark near you. Uh, love to get up to Muskegon, like to get out to Southern Ohio, check out the Copperheads in Athens, and uh, of course, Xenia as well. So that's it, guys. This is Mark the Ballpark Hunter saying thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. And um, check me out, Ballpark Hunter on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and on YouTube. Plenty of great videos from baseball stadiums near you. Adios, amigos.